What up, everybody? This is your boy, Maurice. Yo, it's Torres. And this is High Definition Pod. This podcast, that is. Uh, what's going on, fam? Yeah, man, you know. Today ain't dinner but clean today. <laughs> uh, that's a normal Monday. <laughs> Take a little man daycare. Just make sure the house is straight. Well, she's braiding hair right now, so nah. just make sure the house is, you know. Uh, Pine salt or fabuloso? Uh, oh, it's fabuloso. It's always fabuloso. <laughs> It's always fabuloso, man. Like that's that's the only thing I use really. Um, you know, uh, oh, is that a cultural thing? It's mainly the smells, dog. Because you remember back, I right, so when we was in like middle school. Yeah, you know they had the black lady right. on the pine saw commercials right. and the lemon, you know the, the pine right. lemon smell. You know, what? so everybody bought it then. Yeah, and I think fabuloso was more of a Hispanic thing that we kind of hijacked. Really, because the word fabuloso. Means fabulous in Spanish, I do believe. I'm gonna Google that in a minute. Google that because you know, hey, anybody Google it right now, man. We, we, we record. Oh, I'm Googling <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Hmm. hmm. Come on now. I'm about to play Jeopardy music. Do, 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 yeah, do. fabulous. It does. <laughs> I told you, I knew it. I knew it. But yeah, that's um. They, I mean, I'm not saying that they, they, they probably did use it. And somebody was like, you know how we are. I don't know. Mm, that smell good. You, know, hey. you get that stuff. Need that lavender one. Because I don't, I don't know too many people that use pine salt anymore. I don't use pine salt anymore. I don't like. I just walk right by it. Like, but it's, it's it's like a subconscious thing. You just grab. Fabuloso. Yeah. And it's usually the lavender one. I think we used to use it, but then all of a sudden I just started seeing fabuloso. And that's it. I like, okay, what that's it. And then like, this lavender, usually lavender and the green apple. Those are the two that you use. All I know is purple. I don't ever look at the lavender. One. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's all I know is purple. But that's what I have. I have that one. <laughs> but it doesn't look like it doesn't. I think it's. It doesn't look like it's not like this one has like a. It's like a milky mm-hmm. purple, so it might have something extra in it. I'm not exactly sure. Gotcha. But I use it for the floors. Gotcha. But how about yourself, man? No complaints. Uh, let me see, bro. I think we just mostly chill. Barbershop, mm-hmm. grocery store, mm-hmm. online church, and football. Bet. Yeah, I gotta go. To, I gotta get to the barber this Thursday. Yeah, I think that was pretty much the whole weekend. Yeah, I gotta get this. I get lined up, looking a little rough. But a. Hey. Oh, so wife got aha. Uh, yes, yeah, sir. my wife is uh, now the assistant head co- well, assistant coach at uh, SMC Spartanburg hey. Methodist College. Yeah, that's that was dope. It was like, like I said, some some of her old players, yeah. from uh, Dorman High Point, go there, mm-hmm. and they had just brought a new coach in, so they were looking for a assistant coach. And that's what's up. Bam, they they was like, that's that's what's up. Miss Candice, Miss Candice, and then she got a phone call, and bam. Yeah. Hey, that's dope. In the words of Bill Belichick, you do your job. Do your job. Do your job. Do your job. So, she did her job. And hey, the Lord, scored. the Lord is opening up doors. He is. The Chief just scored. Oh, Pat ran it in. <laughs> so on high definition today, we will be having a, a sporadic commentary of the ongoing football game today. Yeah, I, mean, come on, I mean, come on, man. This is this is. The last two MVPs of the league. That's true. Man. That's true. That's the, true. Got the um, 
Colts. Not oh God, I'm about to say Colts. Good Lord. That's, about that's, say, because, that's because you're a Colts fan. I was about to say Baltimore. I was about to say Baltimore Colts. That's crazy. True. The Ravens and the Chiefs, Bro, man. My Panthers finally got a win yesterday. Finally, I man. I was so happy. That's all right, though. Everybody get them donuts? I'm trying to eat right, so all I didn't right. go I didn't go, go in, get in it. So. Usually, I just benefit off y'all winning. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, that's the thing about living out here, South Carolina. Exactly. Kansas exactly. win, donuts, half off. Let's go. Right. <laughs> but today, 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 uh, this episode today, we're going to be discussing uh, what we have entitled "Maneuvering Through Parenting." Yes. Maneuvering through parenting. Yeah, now, man. Just um, I'm gonna start this off by saying, first of all, uh, with our discussions, with our dialogues. We're only coming from our perspective, this is, from yes. our experience, um, and many of the topics that we discuss, we probably will revisit in the future, mm-hmm. and it may be we'll have someone else on, mm-hmm. um, or we'll have gone through more experiences, so we'll have mm-hmm. more, another. maybe we have another perspective to come from. Yep. So, I want to start off by saying that is no, we don't know everything about it, we're just coming from our experience, <laughs> and we're hoping that what we do say will... Uh, help someone who's out there listening. So, yes. and also take into account we are two millennial men. Yes. Married men. Yes. Uh, we both have families, both have children. Yes. But we are also coming from two different uh, perspectives on that. Yes. Yep. Uh, the reason being, uh, for me, uh, my children are not biologically mine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, uh, me, when me and my wife started dating, um, my daughter, she was nine months. Mm-hmm. My son was two. So I've been in their life since then. Mm-hmm. And then with Therese, he just he was married three years ago. And yep. now Carter is two. So <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be hearing two different dynamics, two different perspectives. Yeah. So I kind of want to introduce the conversation from that lens, just so you kind of know where we're coming from. Mm-hmm. Um but I think to also just to kind of start it off, uh, parenting is definitely an experience. Ooh. Yes, it is. Um, it is also a great joy. Oh, man, yeah. But it does present its challenges. Yes. <laughs> yes, especially, it does. Especially in the day that we're living in now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, when, when you're – when God has blessed you to be a parent, it's a great honor. It but, is. Um, what's what's the saying from uh, Spider Man? With great, with great, with great, uh, with great power comes great responsibility. There you go. So, yeah, you know, with this great honor, with this great power, with this great uh, duty we've been given, it comes yes. with a great responsibility. Because it's it's so dope, man. Um, to you get to cultivate yeah. life, man. Yeah. And um it's it's a beautiful thing, man. I tell people all the time this is this was never meant to be a one parent Mm-mm. thing. Mm-mm. Um I, there are some parents that you know, there are some single parents out there that are doing an excellent, great job. Yeah. And that's no knock, but you know, it takes two. To yeah. create life, and I believe it, it takes, takes two, two to, help to, raise them. to cultivate. Life. Yeah, yes, so, I mean, I fully agree with that. Yeah, man. Um, I guess what I would, what kind of another thing I want to say, just to come into it. Um, you're not gonna know. We we don't know everything about Mm-mm. it. 
as the children are growing and developing, you are also we're also growing and developing as parents. Yes. So I think one thing that I have learned coming in, uh, I guess I would technically be called the step parent, but mm. I have never acknowledged my kids as my step kids. So they have I've always acknowledged them that's my son, that's my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um you know, they I don't force them or anything. They, I don't force them to call me dad. I don't force them to call me nothing. They for the most part they call me by my name. Mm-hmm. But they do still respect me, you know, as the male or the, as the man of the house. Mm-hmm. And that's because we've grown we've had that relationship. So um so I've always, I've I've never called them my stepkids, they, that's mm-hmm. my son, that's my daughter. And I told them uh, when I went in, because well, I'm not going to say that part, mm-hmm. but when I went and asked her her parents for her hand in marriage, I also let the kids know yeah. that, hey, I'm about to, I'm getting ready to ask your mom uh, if she'll be my wife. And I told them, I said, when I marry your mom, I'm also marrying y'all. Yeah, that's, and that's very, that's very, that's a very honorable thing, man, to, um, to do because a lot of times you, you understand like with with that you're not just getting a wife you're getting Get, children as yeah. well and I was once in their in their their position uh, so that's another dynamic that's another in the dynamic con- yeah because my dad my um my stepdad Roosevelt married my mom when I was me and my sister were very young mm-hmm. so I think I was, was ninety two. So I was four. Yeah, I was four. Like four. Yeah, we born eight. Yeah, <laughs> so, I had to do the math. So I was, I was like, it's four. Yeah, four. Because yeah, so uh, I was four. My sister was three. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like he never forced us to to call him dad. You know, when I address him, mm-hmm. the others, it's that's my, that's my dad. Right. Know? And I said, well, and I said, well, to put clarity, it's my stepdad. But that's the man who raised me. Right. That is my dad. He's earned that title. Um. So yeah, man, that's 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 a very honorable um, to include them in that. Yeah, because I, I yeah. mean, uh, they were already here before I came in, on the scene, mm-hmm. and God forbid, you know, if anything was to happen, and no, I'm not speaking this on my marriage, but if something was to happen, mm-hmm. if you know, me and my wife, we we don't make it, or God forbid, something if something else was to happen, right. you know. They were already here. Mm-hmm. They'll probably still they'll still be here mm-hmm. uh, after the fact. You know yeah. that's that that relationship was already here. That was already established. Yeah. You know so, and you know even but still even coming into that, you know when we got married, one of the things that I had to ask God about, I like God, okay. I am now taking on not only the responsibility of being a husband, I'm now taking on the responsibility of being a father. Mm-hmm. So. I think one thing I would tell for those of you out there listening, if you to maneuver through parenting, number one, you got to ask God to lead you and guide you. That's in all situations. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but of yeah, course, man. like, because, I mean, I I would not. And like I said, I have made so many. I tell you, I made so many mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I can be real quick tempered. I can, you know, and I, I've. You know, even with me asking God, like God, I need you to help me mm-hmm. to lead this family to, you know, help, you know, work alongside my wife and us raising our kids. Yeah. You know, and I need I need your help. I need your guidance to show me, to lead me. You know, 
how to say things, what to say, mm-hmm. um, especially with the whole dynamic of there being another parent. Yes. And, you know, we, we may get into that later. Um, I'm trying to make sure I don't say too much, but <laughs> because that, that can be something that's very, I don't want to say volatile, but it can be, it can be a difficult situation. Mm-hmm. So I've had to ask God to give me wisdom on that. And he has, he has, I can really say he has really helped me. And the times where I have messed up, I've gone to our kid. I said, look, y'all, I messed up. I shouldn't have said what I said. I shouldn't have did what I did. And I want to say I'm sorry, and I want to ask y'all to forgive me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maneuvering through parenting is like you really have to ask God to really help you. And just, I mean, don't, I say don't beat yourself up when you do make a mistake. It's grace and forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a big thing because I know for me, um, being relatively new parent, um, it's not difficult to the extent of your kids because your children are older in mm-hmm. age, so they're being a little bit exposed to a lot of stuff. Oh yeah. So we when it comes, get it yeah, when it comes to Carter, he's two, so I mean, he ain't really getting a lot of mess. The uh, only thing that you know is that. Um, you know, make sure he doesn't choke on something. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Old mosquito. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to figure out how to get in here. He's flying around a minute ago. But uh, make sure he's not choking on anything. Um, just that um, he, he can talk. He can talk pretty good for a two-year-old. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, so something's hurt, he'll tell me. Right. So I think that was the biggest hang-up when they're babies, when they're baby babies. It's like, Oh my God, you're crying. Are you crying? Okay, you're not wet. Are you hungry? Feed him. Uh, he don't want a bottle. Oh God, something wrong. Something wrong. Something wrong. That anxiety yeah. kicks yeah. in, and you know, it's, it's that's the biggest. I think for new for new parents, when you're when your child is a baby, baby, um, those are the things that you that I know for my myself and my wife went through, and I'm pretty sure that many of you can attest to the same thing. But like just not not being able to, it's control. Yeah. It's a control thing. Mm-hmm. Something that's out of your control, especially as men, we're built for we're control. Fixes. We are fixes. We are fixes, and we can't fix something. Oh, it's a shot to the yeah. ego, man. Big time. But you know, I've, you know, the thing that I'm learning is that is to let go and let God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but he's made it to two years old, so you know, I could say we're, we're doing a pretty good job. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Uh, he's just a joy, man. Um, golly, man, I just like dog. I have a rough day, and hey, daddy, mm-hmm. you know it's that that man. Let me tell you, that stress melt that melts away, and it's just like the second wind of energy just comes about. Yeah, and um, I know when I pick him up from daycare, you know, like I drop him off in the morning, and he does. He's not sad, but he's like, All right, bye, <laughs> you know. And I, you know, bye, buddy. And then as soon as I um, get to that ring the doorbell, they let me in. And uh, she'll be like, Carter, your daddy's here. My daddy here? He come running around the corner. Yeah. What's up, daddy? I was like, what's up, man? What's up? You know? So he'll give me pound, high five, elbow. <laughs> uh, so, man, like, people, people like, like, how old is he? I'm like, he's two. Mm-hmm. Like, what? He's two? When he was one, people were like, how old is he? He's one. Like, he can do all that. Yeah. I don't know what it is about kids. It's like they are advancing. Advancing. Because our godson, 
he let me see. He get ready to turn three this year. Yeah. He'll be three in November. He's sitting there having I mean, literally, he's mm-hmm. having like full blown conversation. I'm like, I mean, what? Bro, Carter can that he got an iPad, knows how to maneuver that thing, knows how to mm-hmm. call people. And I'm just sitting there like I got something like that. How do you know how to do all this stuff? You know, like I'm like he like he be in there talking. I'm like, who are you talking? He done he done Facetime the babysitter, mm-hmm. or he done Facetime our goddaughter. You know, so <laughs> it's a trip, man. Like, but I've been I know one of the things that I I was uh, I talked to him even when he was in his mom's yeah. room. I was I would always talk, and even through the whole the whole uh, C-section process. I talked the whole. I was talking to him the whole yeah. the whole time, and uh, every, uh, when Candace had a, I think she had an appointment with a, a postpartum department, postpartum mm-hmm. appointment with the doctor. They always ask about me. He was like, "Yeah, I, I, wait, how's your husband?" He said, "I just remember him just talking to you, talking mm-hmm. to him as we the whole time. The same <clears throat> thing, like." When they when he was in the room with us, I was right there by his little right. little thing that had him in, little basket I call mm-hmm. it. You know, when she tried to take him away for his um for his uh circumcision, same thing. I was kind of just telling behind him. She can't like Therese, give give the nurse some room. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh my bad, I'm sorry. That's just me. Like I'm I'm a protective dad, man. Like I know um I think the dynamic for me growing up, um I had had a great relationship with my 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 father my stepfather Roosevelt because um, that's the man who raised me taught me how to cut grass mm-hmm. responsibility that's that was you know forever grateful but I also knew who my real father was right so with that aspect you know it's like it's almost like a part of you is missing yeah and I think that's a that's like like that part. I really didn't get healing on that part until before I got married. Mm-hmm. Um, you grow up, grow up disappointments, angry and stuff like that. Just, you know, you really have to seek God in those moments. Um, but like, I think that the the thing with me being the way I am with Carter is because I, I always longed for that. But the one thing I always tell people is I don't use the lack what I what what I lacked from mm-hmm. my biological father, mm-hmm. I don't use that as motivation to love my son harder. Right. Because when I do that, I put a precedence. I have I have some. Um, how do I say it? Um, I want my love to be genuine. I don't want it to be something that's fixated on somebody's um, lack of interaction with. You know what I'm saying? So like. For me, like I love my son genuinely from a genuine place. It's not predicated on the, the actions or lack of actions from someone else. So, right. Um, scripture we want to uh, lead off with Psalms one twenty seven verse three through five. It says, "Low children are an heritage of the Lord." So children are a heritage from the Lord, mm-hmm. and the fruit of the womb is His reward. Mm-hmm. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Excuse me. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. So children are number one. They are a uh, like an inheritance. They are a blessing. They are, you know, just a downright gift from from God above. So it's and it's a great honor 
when he uh, blesses you to be able to have children, to be able mm-hmm. to give birth to them. So, you know, even to help cultivate kids who may not be yours biologically. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of times we look at that and we're like, yeah, they're in that. Yes, it is. An, children are an inheritance. Yeah. Regardless of they're here, regardless of how they got here, uh, whether they're yours or not, like to be able to help cultivate, man, it's it's a beautiful thing. I think even even through a spiritual context, yeah, like uh, a pastor, yes. to to the parishioners, you know. Now, I think we, we said in the podcast before some people uh, disagree with the term spiritual parents, mm-hmm. and you know that's that's for, that's yeah that's for another debate. You know, you can agree, you can disagree, but mm-hmm. I even think even in that context, you know, that's a great honor. It is when you have when you have that relationship. You can call, look at someone and call them. That's my spiritual father. That's my mm-hmm. spiritual mother. Then they, they also in return say, "That's my son, right?" Or "That's my that's, daughter." That's beautiful. Yeah, like that. That's that's beautiful. You know, yeah. even me saying that. Like, shout out to my my spiritual parents, uh, Apostle Ryan and Pastor Erica yeah. McGinster from yeah. CityGate. You know, like they, I think that that's it's such a great honor to you know be, be under their leadership, but also, mm-hmm. you know, when I hear them say, "What's up, son?" You mm-hmm. know, that's. That that brings me joy when you know yeah. I, when I hear that come from him him and her lips like yeah. that's like a great honor and joy when I hear them say what's up son like, how you doing like, how's everything going like that's yeah that's like a great honor to really hear that so even in a spiritual context I think you can even take this conversation that we have and and apply it spiritually you mm-hmm. know between you, you and your and your spiritual leaders you know so yeah but um yeah so I mean like Teresa said to have that honor of even cultivating and developing a ch- uh, no children and it, it's also, like we said, it's a great responsibility because, mm-hmm. like the scripture says, as arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. So an arrow, that's a weapon, that's, um, excuse me, that's that's something you use to protect, but it's also something you use to launch out. That's something mm-hmm. you use to, you know, launch out towards the enemy because even in verse 5, uh, happy is the man that hath this quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. So, you know, you like like Therese used the, the term, you're cultivating, you're developing, you're raising your children, you're training them, which is gonna be another verse we'll get to in a second. You know, you're training them to go out into the world. You know, you're training them to impact the society. You're training them to, you know, they are representatives of you. You know, I remember when I when I was coming up, I used to hate when my mom and daddy <laughs> told me this. Oh, I used to I used to hate it, but then as I got older, I started seeing what they were saying. Yeah. When we you're not gonna always be with us. Mm-hmm. But when you out there in public, you are a reflection Rep- of yes, us. Yes, you are a representation. You are a reflection of us. So saying that, uh-huh. If I want some of you parents to really consider this, if your child is the troublemaker, mm-hmm. and this, maybe not even all the time, but just consider. They're a troublemaker. They're always getting into some issues. Mm-hmm. There's always a problem. Could that be a reflection on you mm. and something that you're doing? Maybe not all the time. Or could it be a reflection of something you're not doing? That also. Mm. Now, I, I, we, I think we, we've all seen kids, you know, they come, you have good parents at home. They teach mm-hmm. you, you just got, you just got a, a oh, rebel, yeah. you just got a rebellious demon. 
Or bad friends. <laughs> that part too. <laughs> and we'll, we'll yeah. get into that. <laughs> stick, yeah. Stick a pin. I'll stick a sticky oh, note oh, right it's, there. It's in there. <laughs> it's in there. Stick a sticky note on that one. Okay, but yeah. So your children are a reflection of you. All right. So yes. your children are a reflection of you. So what is it that you're putting in them mm. that they're reflecting to the world? Mm. You know, like uh like um my father passed uh, several years ago. Almost everybody I've come up to, and when they they bring him up or they see me, they're like, "Boy, you is you look like your daddy, you look like your mama, you act just like him." You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. it, it like I I see them in you, and you know they like, and or, or even when they see me, they're like, "Yeah, your mom and daddy they did a real good job with you." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's always that that type of thing. What are you putting in your children? Mm. What are you depositing in them? That's a question you really have. You, you, you know what I'm saying? As you're maneuvering through it, you got to be considering what is it that you are placing in them? What are the things that they're seeing? What are the things that they're hearing? You know, all, all of that is, they're, they're like a sponge, the younger they are, the more they're going to absorb. By the time they get to be about in their teens, they're already starting to come into their own. They're already starting to develop their thought processes. So especially if you have younger children, it's really important that you uh, set a good example. Yes. You know, because they're, all they're doing, they're just soaking everything up. And as they get older, it's going to start, you know, it's going to start developing their mind. They're going to start developing their own. Like, uh, we're, we're seeing that now with our kids. Yeah. Like, they, when they were younger, like they sold up everything. Now they're getting older. They're starting to come into their own. We're seeing like, we're seeing their own, you know, personality starting to come out. And then, you know, you got the whole puberty yeah. thing and all that. Because I know I've <laughs> with Carter, I mean, he's an impressionable two year old. So mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's looking, he's watching. I mean, if I'm playing the Xbox, he wants to play the Xbox. I mean, you need to get delivered from the Xbox. <laughs> we play PlayStation over here, man. Hey, man, look that that Miles Morales game looks very dope. That might get me to switch. That might get me to switch. But like just watching him, like um, he'll like play game, play game, mm-hmm. let's play the game. I'm like, uh, Carter, I don't, I'm not want. No, I don't want to play the game. No, he wants to play the game. Right. So I'm like, oh, you okay? So I put it on demo mode, let the computer play. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking he's starting to figure that out that that's not him playing because he'll he'll drop the controller and walk off and it's still yep. playing, but yeah he's man like just just watching him like the facial expressions and oh god how he like <laughs> I'm like playing the game I give him the controller uh, if I'm beating my opponent real bad he thinks it's him playing he'll just like kind of pout a little bit. But just watching him, like, I have to watch how I react to certain things because he reacts sometimes accordingly. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I, uh, if I raise my voice, you know, he'll tense up or something like that because my, my voice is very, it's very profound. Yep. <laughs> Let's put it that way. It's very profound. And when I say something demandingly, it's like a thunder. Right. Uh, so, Carter, man, I, I, trying to i try to make sure that i don't speak too loud because mm-hmm. he does uh, it does upset him right um you know so but but watching the actions like video games um how i eat certain things how i drink certain things 
he wants to partake mm-hmm. in that. But he's he's a sponge. He's learning from the yeah. person who yep. looks like it. he knows the difference between mom and dad. Yep. And he knows that dad mom he knows that dad has a lot of similarities to him. You know, a lot of characteristics. Mm-hmm. Children know. Oh yeah. So he's um <laughs> That's my data thing, but uh, but yeah, he knows and he he wants to be with dad dad. Yeah, you know. So I'm we're starting to potty train more. So when I go to the bathroom, he's watching. Um, uh, I'm trying to put him on the potty to sit down, and he wants to stand, but because you know mm-hmm. men naturally stand when we pee. Mm-hmm. So he wants. To, I'm like, no, well, you you look. So I'm having to kind of be like, all right, well, I'm gonna sit to use the bathroom because I need you to learn how to one pee in the toilet. True. <laughs> so I'm kind of having to pull back. If he's watching me, I'll sit and I'll have him have it sit on his potty while I'm using the potty as well. <laughs> so, but yeah, I love it though. It's, it's fun <laughs> and nerve wracking. Cause Oh man. So let me tell you about this. Um, this was, it was last week. So I took his I took his diaper off. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, we're gonna get on a potty. You just turned two, man. All right, bet. Potty time. About to get on this potty. Took his diaper off. All right. So why you um, did my man Kevin Hart the way you just did that? <laughs> <laughs> I did. So I took his diaper off. I let him run around for a little bit. He runs in his room. He comes back, he says, Daddy, potty. No, he says, Daddy, boo-boo. So I'm like, okay, you gotta use the bathroom. So I said, Well, go sit on your potty over there. He sits on his potty, he's just sitting there. I'm like, well, I'm like, yeah. I said, you gotta use the bathroom. I, I finish. Okay, so he gets up. I said, well, let me put your diaper back on. Put a diaper on him. I'm walking through the hallway and I'm like, what is that smell? What is that smell? I'm like, I'm like, Carl, did you boo-boo? You know, <laughs> I'm thinking that he has to use the bathroom. I'm like, you didn't boo-boo. You maybe you know, sharded mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. <laughs> but um <laughs> So I was like, well, I was like, all right, well, okay. So I was like, I had to go in the, um, I was looking for a pack of a pack of diapers. And I go in his room, the, the smell gets stronger. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, what's that? And I just, I happened to walk in there and I happened to look down. He pooped in the floor. No. Yes, he did. <laughs> he pooped in the floor. I'm like, oh, God, that's what that smell was. I'm like, Carter. But Carter, I thought you had to use. The, I thought you had to use the bathroom in the potty. He was like, "I finish." He was already done. He basically was telling me he had already used the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know where. <laughs> yeah, you know. But yeah, I got it up. Uh, you had to. That was. <laughs> you had no oh, choice. Yeah, I had to. You yeah, didn't have no choice. You had to get yeah, that. I up. had to get that up, man. <laughs> it was so funny though. Oh, that was a highlight. So, <laughs> moving forward, <laughs> another scripture, Proverbs 22 and 6, it says, train up a child in the way he should go, mm-hmm. and when he is old, he will not depart from it. So, mm-hmm. what you put into your children, I would I will definitely, 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 I think I can speak for Therese on this too, mm-hmm. we, we are products of this. You put it in them, it's going to be there. Oh, yes. If you put good values, you put good morals, you know, um, 
we we said it before. Me and Therese, we we came out. We grew up in the same church. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out! It was Mount Zion Full Gospel. Now it's Mount Zion World Outreach uh, with um, Apostle Nathan Robinson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know that's who we came up under, and our youth pastor was Pastor Ronnie Mims. And you know we came up under that. Plus we was getting it at home. Oh yeah. So you know, like we we was getting it both ways, you yes. know, and, and all of us pretty much got raised about the same, almost the same way. Yep. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Yes, sir, no, sir. Um, you speak when spoken. To. You speak when spoken to. Uh, it was the whole um, when your parents call you, you answer them while you walking towards them. That's it, right. It ain't, it, gonna, it, it ain't gonna be no yelling across the room. Ain't gonna be no mm. yelling across the house. No. Mm-mm. So <laughs> what that was put into us. You know, even even when we as we got older, and you know, as the old old school used to say, you smelling yourself. You know, it that stuff is still in you. It so, is. as a parent, you know, you is your responsibility to put those values, to put those, um, to instill those that foundation in your children. You know, and it's on you because when they, it's something we we teaching our kids often. We're not here to be your friend. Mm-hmm. We're here to get you, you know, to teach you about life, get you prepared for life. Because one day, y'all are not going to be under our roof. You're going to get out there and experience this beautiful world that God has blessed us to live in. And you need to be prepared for it. And that's why we're here. Okay? So, you as a parent, ask God to help you. And then everything that's in you is your duty to put it into your children. Yeah, make sure you're putting be don't be a do as I say, not as I do parent. Don't do that because you contradict yourself. They watching what you do. They are. So if you're telling your kids not to for example, don't drink or don't smoke, but you're doing it yourself. And they see you doing it. And they see you doing it. You know, first off, they're thinking that it's okay yep. to contradict yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah. the word hypocritical gets thrown around. Um, So, yeah, just like you have to be the true embodiment of what you're preaching yeah. to your, ch- your children. And you can be transparent. Like, as a parent, as a young parent, I'm still learning – I'm still learning things. And I think that as the times change, you have to be adaptive. Exactly. You have to be. Because you brought up a very great point. What we went through as as young adults. It's not the it's same. It's not the same with these kids. A lot Life is coming at these kids a lot faster now. And they thought the same thing when we were coming up. Right. That's the crazy thing to me. It is. And I was like, y'all think this crazy. Now the stuff I see like this is going on with my kids because both basically my son is a teenager and my mm-hmm. daughter's basically she's in the preteens now, and the stuff that we seeing, parents, if you're not already doing it, if your kids got a cell phone, check that thing daily. Right. You will be shocked at some of the stuff that they that they're texting in these group chats. Like we we this is something that we're standing on our kids about because you know. We got, you know, uh, the whole child uh, trafficking thing that's going on. Yeah. Um, all this foolishness, you know, like like Therese just said, the society we're living in now, 
it's going to take more involvement. And like I said earlier, you this is not you have to be a parent. You can't be a friend. Mm-hmm. Now I will say this too. This is something that me and my wife are learning, and I I really I have to thank uh, our pastors for this because one thing that we do, we let our kids know, no, we're not your friend. We're your parents. However, we also give them the space to express themselves. Mm-hmm. We give them the space to say, look, what's going on. How do you feel about this? We like we give them the space to put their input in, mm-hmm. you know, because I want you to feel like you're being heard. I don't want we don't want to be like you just gonna do what I say and you right. you don't have nothing to. Now you don't the final decision was me and your mama, but we want to hear what you have to say because we're also trying. One thing we're trying to teach them because we're also I believe we're in a society where people want they want to control how you think and what mm-hmm. you say. We're trying one thing I'm always teaching my kids. Like, I preach this to them almost every day. I want you to think before you speak. Think. Facts. I mean, e- even when you're in conversation with others, that, that when I say think, I also want you to listen to what they're saying and think about it before you respond to it. Because somebody might be feeding you a bunch of foolishness. Oh. And, you know, uh, last week during our midweek Bible study, um, Pop was praying. He was pr- like, he the Lord really had him praying about the children and that they have a, a discerning spirit, you know, and it was so, it was so the way he prayed, like it was so powerful. And, you know, we, we made our kids like, and we were already in the, in the office listening to Bible study anyway, but we, we made, I don't care what y'all doing, get in here now, mm-hmm. you know, um, cause they was in there fixing them something to eat and it was coming in. But I said, no, y'all need to get in here right now. So y'all can really hear what's going on and what's being said. And, you know, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm kind of jumping all over, but you know, it's 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 very, it's very, very, very important that you as a parent, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna force you to do this, but really give your child input on what they, on how they feeling and everything. But it's still your duty to let them know. Okay, I know you feel this way. This is what's right. This is what's wrong. Especially if you are a believer, uh, you are of the Christian faith. You know, we really try to basically everything that we teaching our kids off of the Bible. Right. You know, many people trying to come away from the Bible. We're not. What's up? The Bible shapes our worldview. In the word in the words of Joshua, as for me and my house, we gonna serve the Lord. And we serve the we serve the God of the Bible. The Bible. We that's who we serve. His name is Jesus. That that's who we base our our raising our kids. That's what we mm-hmm. base our marriage. Mm-hmm. That's what we base our personal life. So, but at the same time, even though that's what we're basing on, we do give them input on, you know, how do you feel, you know, what's going on. I want, and like, we try to really encourage them. I want you to be honest with us and never be afraid to, you know, come to us and just say, hey, I don't like this. I don't like this person. They're doing this and doing that. I want y'all to tell us this. And I want y'all, and as you tell us, we're going to help you to think about stuff that's going on and think about how you could have reacted. So. It's really important that as we're coming up in this society, uh, everything that's going on, really encourage them to give you that input. Because think about all the all the all the kids that's dying of suicide yeah. because they feel like ain't nobody listening to them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Actually, you know it's crazy. Um, actually, broke down at work. I was uh, we had a group meeting about a, a topic, and you know, the the topic can be very. The topic we were talking about was very, uh, it could be, 
controversial. No, nah, I'm not really that. It was more so a lot of differences in opinion okay, on the okay, situation. Okay. So I tried to make it more inclusive. Gotcha. Um, I brought up I brought up a, a friend of mine back in high school. I'm glad you said that word too. It made me think of something. We'll, okay, we'll get yeah. to it. We'll get to it. But uh, I thought of a situation back in high school where I had a friend who uh, committed suicide. Um, he was dealing with some stuff. Had no idea. Yeah. Um, Definitely talking about that. Yeah. And uh, just like with with the the mental the mental battles that kids go through when as a parent you have to create a space yes yes where they're they're able to come and talk to you and the one thing that I brought up was sometimes people just need someone to listen yeah just to listen yeah that's it not to like we said earlier, how many yeah. try to fix it? Right. Like sometimes you need somebody to listen to you. Don't need yeah. s- you just you don't need anybody to try to come up with a solution for yeah. something. You just need somebody to listen to you. Like I've even had to learn that in my marriage. Like, yeah. Because you know me as a husband, like my my wife comes to me, mm-hmm. she like, babe, like this 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 and this. I'm like, well, babe, why don't you do this? But then mm-hmm. I had, I had to learn, like you know maybe she just needs to just vent, vent just to get it off of yeah. her. And then maybe on down the line right. she'd be like, okay, well how do you think I should handle this and. Mm-hmm. Like it's probably it's the, I think it's the same way for kids. Mm-hmm. It is. You know, sometimes they need to just get it off of them. Yeah. And they then once once they get it off of them, then they'll be able to hear, you know, yeah. a solution of how you know we can help them. Right. And uh, I think that in um, you know, once we listen to them, um, you know, I guess talk just have that communication with like let them let them let them let them say their piece mm-hmm. and. Console, like comfort them, and then like, do you? Um, I guess you can. I think put the ball in their court. Yeah. Ask them, hey, do you want? Do you want some uh, input? Do you want my? You want a suggestion from your father or your mom? Uh, or you just want somebody to listen to you? You know, either or is fine. Right. If they say, well, I just want, I just need you to listen to me. By all means, go yep. with that. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, if you if you want to sit down and let's take this to the word and see what God has to say about. Yep. You know, open that door for them because that's good practice. Yeah. You know, that's good practice to put out there because we, everything, the Bible shapes how we view the world. Right. And we as parents should let our children know that's how we are to view the world is through the lens of the Bible. Right. And, um, you know, if a, if a child, like, you know, if they say, yeah, give me some advice. Okay, let's sit. Let's see what the word has to say about this. Um, you know, I know with anxiety, you know, first thing we'll go to is, you know, don't be anxious for anything. Da, 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 you know, and I like that. Yeah. But regardless, you're always going to have some form of an anxiety yeah. about things. It's how to handle it. I don't make decisions when I am anxious. It's teach your kids to make wise decisions. Yep. To step back. Think before you speak. There you go. Don't press send. Sometimes, let me tell you, the biggest therapy is te- is typing a long but Facebook post and then hitting delete. Yep. Straight facts. I'm telling you, it's wonderful. Just to put it on, just to put it out there, but not actually put it out there. What Herman would say, don't press send. Uh, I'm bumped it. <laughs> one, one of the things, one of the things that we 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 always pray for at our church, 
I mean, this is just for everybody, is that you have the conviction of the Holy Ghost. Yes. That's. I mean, we we will pray. When I tell you, we will we will pray that down your throat. We will pray that, and Con- I, I always I always tell I always tell our kids. We even when, I mean they they young. They're gonna make mistakes. Yeah. Like so, you mean to tell me you didn't feel bad about what you just did? Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, I did. So you still went ahead and did it anyway. Mm-hmm. You still feeling bad about it? Mm-hmm. You that feeling you had, you feeling bad? That was the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Facts. That was the Holy Ghost. I don't think that we don't. You know, it's funny. People don't teach convictions as Bro, much as we no. sh- as we should, and that's that convictions will save your children and yourself a lot of heartache. How many of y'all out there listen to this right now? He just said Facebook post. How many of y'all that wrote wrote out something where you know you was getting ready to go off on Facebook, mm-hmm. and you say no, I can't do it. Delete you deleted the whole thing. Conviction. Can I tell you how? Because <laughs> some of y'all that got just straight foolishness out there. I've Bruh. had I've had. So many posts I want to post. I say, you know what? I can't do this. I can't do it. I can't but if I it. if I ever get to talk to this person one on one, I'm like, look, bro. I listen. still got a couple saved on my Twitter. Like I, in the, <laughs> the notes section, I still got some stuff sitting there, man. I was like, I can't hit send on that yet. But, but some of these people, if I ever see them one on one, I'm like, look, can I have a a brother to brother talk with you? Like, look, Facts. what you what you put right here, mm-hmm. like, bro, I think you need to re- really, I really want to say this to some people. You need to, you need, yeah, check that. Because a lot of times, and stop, let's look, Christians, let's stop, let's stop with that, well, I'm just being real, I get it. No, you being flesh. There you go. Like, people want to use, oh, well, you know, Christ flip tables and stuff to to act, act out. Why did he flip tables? It was the Sabbath. You had people selling. In the courtyard of the temple. Of the temple. On a Sunday. Now, if you don't know history here, back in the medieval times, everything shut down on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You went to your temple and you prayed, and then you went home to be with your family. Right. All stores closed. These people were selling merchandise. Mm-hmm. You're disrespecting the Sabbath is what he was basically saying. Yep. That's why he flipped the table. He wasn't flipping tables just because he could, but they were disrespecting, one, his father's house. Right. In turn, they were disrespecting him. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I think I even shared it. Um, Apostle Brian Meadows, he put a post up the other day. And I'm paraphrasing it. Oh, Lord. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> I thought that was my phone for a second. <laughs> I did not realize that was still on. <laughs> but he, he put a post up the other day that, um, yeah, paraphrasing it. He was basically just saying, yeah, some of y'all, need. we need to learn how to, if you got the Holy Ghost, you should have discretion. Yeah. He's like, just because you up here posting it don't mean it's right. Right. And some of you are posting and you basically, you're in error. I was like, yes, sir. Thank you for <laughs> saying that. And, like, when when he said it, I was like, man, I, I really hope so many pe- people heard that because mm-hmm. I was like, man, come on. Y'all, y'all, you can't think that this is right. Like, how do we 
how do we have the audacity to say certain things mm. and make it think that God is backing it up? <laughs> we kind of going off on a tangent right here, but have y'all ever really considered that? Like, have we ever really considered you or you know good and well you're in error? You posting it and you think God is backing it up? No. <laughs> If if you like, like we just said a few minutes ago, if you ain't had that that those posts where you get ready to hit send and the Holy Ghost be like, nope, Mm-mm. and you delete it, come on. I mean, y'all y'all really, I'm just just come on, and it just it go that just goes back to you know even you know us telling our kids that like y'all don't you don't do you really think God is happy with what you're doing? You know, that's the thing that we're trying. That's the thing that we try to teach our kids. We're kingdom representatives yes. here on earth, and we are supposed to represent our heavenly Father in all aspects of our lives. Right. And you know, in how we speak, how we you know conduct ourselves with people, you know, we're representatives. Mm-hmm. And same as like you, like we said before, your your kids are a representation of you. They are. So. They're gonna put out what they're gonna put out what's being put in them, right? Even if it's not being put in them from you, and I think with that we have to teach our kids to be their be individuals, yeah. Not to just blend in with the crowd, you know. If, you know the old saying, "Yep, if your friends jump off the bridge, are you gonna jump off?" Right. And my answer was, "If it looked fun, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> So you just being a smart mouth. <laughs> nah, I got smacked in the mouth with that too. <laughs> I mean, that you you just brought up a great point because that's something that we're trying to um, we teaching our kids now. Mm-hmm. Like y'all really have to consider these people that you're calling friends. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good topic for for those of you out there. You got your youth groups at your church. Mm-hmm. Really do a good in depth teaching on what it means to be a friend. And look. If you need somebody yeah, please to, to, to please teach you the in and outs of this 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 generation that is coming up right now, shout out to my uncle Alpheus Anderson. Man's got a whole book on it. He's got a whole ministry about it. Like, find somebody to teach you. Yeah. Because there's, there's stuff that going on in text message threads. You know, you see all these, like, different letters and stuff. They mean things. Yep. Emoji cons and combinations mean specific things. Right. Know what your kids are doing, people. And educate yourself. That's what being adaptive means. Like, when if you there's something that you don't know, you, you try to learn it. Yeah. We are always going to be students while we are here on Got Earth. Got to. And as a parent... We should not be prideful um, to say that I don't need help because when you when you lack something, when you lack information to help your child flourish in his life, you're hurting them. Yeah. So educate yourself. Find somebody to help you edu- get educated. I'm I'm of the belief, if whatever they're listening to, mm-hmm. I want to know where it is. You darn straight. If whatever app they on, yep. me and my wife is on. I'm telling you, because TikTok is brutal. And if, you, if your kid's on TikTok, 
watch the stuff, man, because there was a video of a, of a, a individual um, committing suicide. What? It was floating around on TikTok. Yes. A lot of people are going to listen to this and be like, oh, my gosh. Yes. Kid, know what you know what is going you, on on you, these apps, you, people. You have to know. You have to. There are parental there are parental uh, functions that you can put on cell phones to mm-hmm. to limit your kids' activity, um, especially with video games. Yeah, I can set up times um, where I okay, Carter. Well, when Carter gets older, I'm learning how to do this now. But when Carter gets older, if he wants to play a video game, I should be able to say, okay, from this time to this time, you can play a video game. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you can take the lock off if you want to. But it there's there's di- learn learning in and out of this technology. This yeah. is a technology driven era right now, and these kids know how to use this technology. Learn it, like they know it better than you. Yes, like, some people like uh, well, I don't have the time. Inconvenience yourself and learn, because sometimes being a pa- being a parent is sometimes in- is a lot of is a lot of inconvenient things. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that to be bad like bad or anything, but the inconvenience. Is convenient down the line, right? So, if Carter's if Carter's watching something on on YouTube, I want to know what it is. Yep. Okay, you don't need to be watching this. I find a way to put up a parental block. Yep. They have a kid YouTube. I love it, but he always ventures back to yep. regular YouTube. And I think too, you also have to know. Is your is our duty as parents mm-hmm. to? Number one, we protect our kids through prayer. That's yes. that's the number one thing. If if you are a believer of Jesus, you know, that's what we're always gonna tell you. If you listen to us and you have another belief, mm-hmm. I don't I'm not being disrespectful. I don't know how it is that you spiritually cover your kids, but for us as believers, we do it through the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, we pray for the angels to angels of the Lord to surround our kids. Oh, you know, yeah. we, we we always praying for them. But also, you, us as parents, not just you, but us, because we're parents too, mm-hmm. you have to set up a structure. You have to set up some type of parameters for boundaries, your kids. Baby, boundaries. You have to. We had them. You know, when we, we were younger, you had to go to bed at a certain time. Uh, the TV had to be off. Yep. E- even if you listen to this, you already know what I'm about to say. When the street light come on, you, you best to be at the house. Turn straight. That was a boundary. Yep. You know what I. Uh, listen. You know what? Let's let's not call it boundaries. You want to call it parental self care. Because when we put that out there, I feel a little more. I feel I feel a little more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? I feel relief that I, my child. Well, boundaries is a good word, but <laughs> I like I I call it parental self care. Um, helping my child set up these boundaries yep. so that. I don't. I know that my child has that structure mm-hmm. put in place. Yep. He knows how to say yes. He knows how to say no. He knows how to think for himself. He knows how to step back, discern. Yep. Teach your children to discern things too. You got to. It's called critical thinking. Um, teach your children how to how to think. You know, and not just act on yeah. a thing. Because when critical thinking is, you step back, you think of okay. I think of I think of it this way. I think of it this way. I think of it this way. What are the outcomes if I do it this way? Oh, okay. And and didn't act. Right. Sometimes you're gonna fall flat on your face. Words <laughs> of my daddy: You live and you learn. You do. You live and you learn. There's there's never any losses. It's only lessons. Right. That's why the word mistake is just you took a misstep. 
I like that. There you go. Thank you, Pastor like Trey. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to William and Angie Cleveland. Yes, sir. <laughs> faith, faith, glory, glory, ministry. <laughs> and you know, um, with us even going into that, Proverbs 22 and 15. Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. Yes. Proverbs 23 and 13. Withhold not correction from the child. Mm-hmm. For if that... Okay, now some of y'all, this, this may... Everybody um, everybody got their different beliefs on this. Here it comes. But oh, the, yeah. B, the B clause of this, <laughs> if thou beatest him with a rod, he uh, shall not die. That's it. All right. You, If you whoop your kids, you know, that's... I grew up on a whooping, so I'm a believer of it. Oh, very much. I call it Lucille and I have Lucille and Linda. <laughs> yep, Lucille is my belt, and Linda is the other belt. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I I am a believer of correction. I'm not a believer of abuse. Yes. So let's let's yeah. put that out there. Yeah, let's put yeah let's put that out. Let's there. put that out there, and because here here's the thing. For me, growing up, the belt. From a loving parent, mm, mm. also establish a boundary. Yes, it did. Because here's the thing: they loved me enough. Looking, when I was getting whooping, I didn't see it like this. Mm-hmm. Looking back on it, mm-hmm. I do see the benefit mm-hmm. of it. Because when I went out there, they told me what not to do. Mm-hmm. I went out there and I did it anyway. Mm-hmm. I had to get corrected. Correct. If they hadn't corrected me, if somebody else would have, it would have been a whole, whole lot worse. The word of God says he chastised those who he loved. Exactly. If you love your kids, you cannot be afraid to correct them. If you don't believe in, in whooping, that's, that is totally your belief and your decision. I'm not going to fault you for that. Like I said, I am a believer of it. Um, so, and you know, yeah, um, I'm going to leave that there. Nah, so, yeah. I mean, hey. Go pick get that tree out that's red. Get that switch. God, I hate and it. Don't I come back it. with no. Don't come back with no little flim flimsy looking. Yeah, go back and get no, your another. Oh boy, look, look. <laughs> <laughs> Hard heads make soft bottoms. <laughs> you about said that? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. I <laughs> did. The Lord guided me on that one. <laughs> okay. Here, here's another one. Mm-hmm. We're going scripture. Talk to me. So when it comes to you setting boundaries, when it comes to you giving correction, this goes back to the point we made earlier. You as a parent, you are a parent. You are not your child's friend. Okay? So, yeah, they're going to get mad at you. That's that's your job. Piss, piss them off. <laughs> yes. Because at the end of the day, like I said, we give our children input. Uh, we want to hear what they have to say. But at the end of the day, you're living under our roof. You are our responsibility. Proverbs 29 and 15, the rod and reproof give wisdom, mm-hmm. but a child left to himself bringing his mother to shame. Ooh. That's scripture. That's the Bible. That's in the book of Proverbs. I didn't write it. Therese didn't write it. Darn straight. This, is came, this came from the inspiration of God Almighty. Mm-hmm. It is your job as a parent to establish those boundaries it, that those boundaries come through you setting up structure, and it will also come through you having to give correction in whatever form that may be. So it's your job because you don't want your child to bring you shame. L- look at how many times. Look at how many times we look on on the TV on media. We see a, a child that's done uh, a teenager that's done went out and robbed a store or 
and did all kind of stuff. And then when you see the parent, they crying because they their son getting locked up for mm-hmm. twenty and twenty five years. Mm-hmm. We don't want that to happen for you or no. your children. So you know what you know what a whooping taught me. There are painful consequences for bad actions. Yep. If I put it in perspective, if I rob a, if I steal some, steal something from a convenience store, what's the consequence for that? I go to jail, right? For you, uh, several years. Several years for for theft. Yep. I mean, that's a painful consequence for bad action, correct? And not to mention. With the whole, with the climate we're in now, mm-hmm. and all the systemic issues, yeah. if you are a person of color, mm-hmm. how do you think that's going to end up being for you? It could be taken off your shoulders. Exactly. Who doesn't like us? <laughs> so, but Hebrews 12, 7 through 11, it is for discipline that you have endured God is treating you as sons for what son is there whom his father does not discipline if you are left without discipline in which all have participated then you are illegitimate children and not sons besides this we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us and we respected them Mm -hmm. Shall we not much more be subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they discipline us for a short time as it seems best for them, but he disciplines us for our good that we may share his holiness. For the moment all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Wow. Discipline your child, please. It may, like you said, like it says, it may sound, it may seem painful at the moment. How many times that we, when we was growing up, I used, to, I, I used to hate when I hear my daddy say it. He said, "Son, this is gonna hurt me worse than I hurt Darn you." Turn straight. That's Bible. <laughs> I said, "That's Bible." Growing up, I didn't, un, I, I did not understand that. But now that we have kids, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my, I really don't want to have to do right. this to my child. We've been there. Yeah, we know it's a pain. We, we've been on the been on the other side of that belt, right? So we know how painful it is. So we we it's almost like we relive that yep. when we happen to discipline our children, but we understand that it's training them. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm not saying be like Adrian Peterson and you know weld on your kid like that. We don't believe in abuse. No, we do not believe in abuse, but we believe in discipline. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I even heard it um, from family members coming up. I would rather me discipline you mm-hmm. than you have to go out here and get beat by a cop. There you go. Or you do out, you go out here and because you're not thinking. Yeah. You got, we got crazy people out here now. Let's, let's paint perspective here. Come on now. Because one thing, one thing we try to teach our kids, even those who, um, who come to our home mm-hmm. or, you know, other kids that we talk to mm-hmm. that, we, that we're pretty cool with. Watch your mouth. Yes. Because nowadays, back when me and you was coming up, mm-hmm. they fight. Yeah. Nowadays, you they pop off at the mouth. They're yeah. not fighting no more. They shooting. Pow, pow. Stay strapped and get clapped. You know what I'm saying? So we're trying to teach you also, yeah. you know, be mindful. You know, yeah. Because you don't know. You just don't. You don't. It's <laughs> big wrestling fan growing up. 
Good old Jim Ross. <laughs> Keep your words short and sweet yeah. because you might have to eat them later. You might. You just may have to. You, so, I mean, it's it's on us as the parents to, you know, teach our kids and put this stuff in them. Mm-hmm. You know, I even think thinking about going back to the whole correction piece. We talked about earlier, even mm-hmm. bringing it to a spiritual context. If your leaders, your leaders also going to be there to correct you yes. as well. That's that's their job and their duty. You can't Reproof. get, Reproof. you know what I'm saying? You can't get mad at them because if you make a mistake, mm-hmm. if they, I think it would be, it would be more of an issue if you make a mistake and they don't correct you. Right. Right. I, I believe that would even highlight a bigger issue if they didn't. I mean, it's like when a, a child does wrong, and you know it's wrong, but you don't say nothing. You're teaching them yeah, you te- bad it, behavior, right? You're not, you're not reproofing them. You know what I'm saying? A loving parent is going to correct their child yes. out of love. I'm gonna say it like this: you can take this from a natural parent or from a spiritual parent mm-hmm. in both contexts. A rebuke is correction given in love. Yes. Abuse is correction given without love. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Say la. Say la. A rebuke is correction given in love. Abuse is correction given without love. So, like, I, I take it from, from the spiritual context, like, with my pastors. I said it on another podcast. They have loved me, affirmed me. Prayed for me, uh, taking me through deliverance. Me and my wife, we've gone through deliverance. Um, they've prophesied and spoke over our life multiple times. Mm-hmm. And just as equally, when I have messed up and made mistakes or did, or did something that was out of order, they have just as equally given me correction. Like, son, this was wrong. Mm-hmm. This is why they took me to scripture. And you know what I'm saying? It, it didn't feel good to get, to get that yeah. rebuke, but at the same time, they always let me know. I'm telling you this because I love you. You know what I'm saying? So, and I know that they love me. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't, it's not always easy receiving that correction, but at the end of the day, when you think about what they said, you know that it's true, and you know they yeah. said it because they love you. Yeah, and as parents, we have to teach our children how to love God, how yeah. to love each other, and how to love others outside of the home. Yes. And it starts at the, it starts at home. All right, so, and with like with the times we're living in now, with you know what's going on with the racial climate mm-hmm. and all this, <clears throat> excuse me. Like I'm, I've been te- like me and my kids. We had a conversation about going to the barbershop uh, over the weekend. You know about everything that's going on. I said, look, one thing I told them, I said, I don't care who you come in contact with. I don't care if they yellow, blue, purple. I don't care what color they are. You mm-hmm. treat everyone with respect. That's fact. You treat them as if. They come like you all come from the same bloodline. Yes. But I also teach them that you don't let nobody disrespect you either. Facts. That's why I teach y'all speak up. I said no one can know what's going on in your head. No one can know how you feeling if you don't speak up. Facts. So we we also try to teach our kids balance. You respect everybody, but you don't let everybody disrespect you either. Right. So you know what I'm saying it's our job to put that in our children. Yep. And even if they need, you know, you you see someone that's kind of. Slow come along, you got to give them that push. Yeah. You definitely got to give them that push, man. Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> it's like, you, it's with anything, like, the Holy Spirit gives us a push. Yeah. Um, 
we as parents have to give our kids a push because sometimes they're just you know they're timid, they're, they're still trying to figure this life thing out, mm-hmm. and um, we're a little more, and we're a little more advanced in wisdom. Yeah, you know, so give them a little wise push. You know, give them a little insight on certain things and say, hey, go for it. Like, you know, uh, <laughs> speak. You know, sometimes you know you, you how you said your son's how old again? Just turned thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, yeah. So here we go. All right. So you know, it's getting at an age where you know, girlfriends or friend girl, whatever, whatever you want to call it, you know, the opposite sex is probably becoming a little more attractive to him. Uh, he's becoming a little more attractive. Yeah. You try to play hard like they ain't. Like oh they, yeah, man. You know. Well, don't don't play us. <laughs> <laughs> don't even you try know? it. You know, that's, you know, you know, you, you know, say he has a little, little schoolhouse crush, and I'm sounding real old right now, but <laughs> schoolhouse no, the cra- crush. The crazy thing, the uh, stuff that we used to get on our parents were saying, yeah, now we I find saying. myself, I'm like, God. <laughs> God what you put, with, with your parents put in, you will come out. Right. <laughs> but, you know, say he's got a little, you know, got a little dance or something coming up, you know, little school dance or whatever, and, you know, he's. He's thinking about asking a specific young lady if she wants to accompany him at the dance, you know, as a father. You sit and talk to your son about the birds and the bees, all this and that, when he gets to that age. You know, say, you know, if you if you really want to take this young lady, make sure you respect her first mm-hmm. and foremost. Like, you know, you respect your mother, you respect any yep. woman in your life. You respect her. Um and give me a little push, like go ask her. Don't be, you know, it's hard to be shy. Right. Yep. Give me a push. You know, one thing I told, I told my son, I said, "Would you want anybody disrespecting your mama or your sister?" Mm. He was like, "No, sir." I said, "Well, you make sure every female you come in contact keep with, same you keep, you treat them the same way. Yikes. If you don't want nobody coming up, if you don't want me disrespecting your mama, mm-hmm. or you don't want nobody, no other little dude coming up and doing your sister wrong." Mm-hmm. Make sure you're not doing the same thing to nobody else's. Because guess what? One day, that's going to be somebody's mama. Yeah. Or right now, that's somebody's sister. That's a fact. And it's, it's like, as, 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 as husbands, we have to be, like you said, the example. Yeah. So, how I treat my wife, my son sees that. They see it. He sees it. Um, it's funny. <laughs> I give my wife a kiss. And Carter will be standing there looking. And he'll want to come up and give, mm-hmm. his mom, give his mama a kiss. You know, so, it, you know, your kids, your kids see it. They're gonna want to embody it. So make sure you set those good values. Yeah, you got to. Um. Now, one thing I also want to say: if there are some, if there are kids out there listening mm-hmm. as well, you know, especially if you've been in church, you have heard this next scripture. You've heard. You probably this is one of the first ones I had to memorize. Ephesians six: Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with the promise, that it may be well with thee, that thou mayest live long on the earth. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. That's, that's one I had to learn. <laughs> Kids, it is your duty biblically, you know, to honor your parents, obey them, even though you don't may not understand it, even if you don't agree with it. Biblically, According to what the Bible says, you know, you still you're still supposed to honor them and obey them, okay? Now I thought go ahead, no, go ahead. Nope. I, I think I th- you, you get ready to hit on, you get ready to hit on. Go ahead. I think I think we're there. Go ahead. 
Now, they're going to tell you to go kill somebody. No, don't do that. Okay. <laughs> We're in the same thing. Okay. <laughs> if they tell you to do something that's going to downright dishonor the word, hey. no, no. My man, no. you hit it for me. You know what I'm saying? No. We're not telling you that. But um, scripture does say that you're supposed to honor them. You're supposed to obey them, especially if you know you see your parents trying to – you see them living right, even if they make a mistake when they own up to it, you know, understand that they're going to make mistakes. You know, you make mistakes yourself. Mm-hmm. So they're going to make mistakes. Like I told you earlier, I have made plenty you know, but I always try to go go to my kids and say, "Look, I, I'm sorry. I handled that the wrong way." Um, no, I don't. I was about to tell a story, but I don't want to say that because it's yeah, it's kind of dealing with the other mm-hmm. the other parent. Got you. So um, we'll leave that. Yeah, <laughs> but just yeah, yeah. Grace and forgiveness are gifts of um, of freedom that helps us experience God's deep love. Yeah. Um, and they should be encouraged in the interactions with family. You know, we are to teach our kids to learn from their mistakes. Um, we, we're to teach them what grace is, yeah. what mercy is, what forgiveness is, and how to, how to forgive. So, yeah. I mean, I, but I also, I also in that same pocket say that forgiveness is a process, and it, I don't. Sometimes it happens overnight. I think that certain it, it comes in certain instances, depending on what what it is that you have to forgive yeah. somebody with. Um, it takes time. Yeah. And we should be able to teach our children that forgive as long as you. I think that God, as long as we are on the path to forgiveness. Yeah. God honors that. But we should also be able to tell our kids what the path of forgiveness looks like. Ah, that's good. Because we could tell our kids just write somebody off. Well, would you want to write be written off by somebody? True. You know, I look, let's look at you know. God calls us to forgive because if we're not able to forgive, He won't forgive us. Yeah. So just think about that. If you if you can't forgive somebody, God's gonna write you off that minute. That's that, painful, dude. Yeah. Even with you saying that, like we, we're one of the first teachers to our kids of how to interact socially. Yeah. So if they see us cutting everybody off because they make a mistake, then they're gonna be doing the same thing. Facts. That's pretty. We're the ones that teach our kids how to be good friends. Yes. Us as parents teach our kids how to be good friends. Which comes with accountability. Yeah. When your friends do something stupid that you don't agree with, you speak up and call them out on yeah. it. Respectfully. Yeah. And, you know, even, even though I said that we as parents, are, we are parents first. We're not our kids' friends. We, there is a friendship mm-hmm. component of the relationship. But first and foremost, I'm your parent. I'm not... I'm not here to be your friend because at the end at the end of the day, it's my job to get you ready for when you leave out from under my roof. Right. Because you need to be able to stand on your own two feet. Because God forbid, one day, if He calls me home, I'm not. You you gotta be. You can't depend on everybody. 
It was a. It was a man. Which it was. A, it wasn't Black Panther, uh, but it was. Was it Civil War? I think where T'Chaka was talking to T'Challa about how a father or a father or father prepares their children for when they're gone. I think he said it in Black Panther. It was in Black Panther. Yeah. Okay. I see how it's yeah. mixed up, but both great movies. But uh, <laughs> but um. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, rest in peace, man. We're not gonna go there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a whole whole another emotion. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, this like you said, like we have to be able to. We teach our kids to carry the words the way themselves a specific way, so yeah. that, and to be able to, um, be a specific way that way. Once once we are gone, they know how to handle yeah. life in general. Yeah. Um. Not saying that you're gonna you're gonna master it right off the bat, but mm, it's gonna, gonna come with it's gonna come with its bumps and bruises. You're gonna make mistakes. And we make sure we teach our kids that. Like you're gonna fall on your face, dust yourself off, keep going. You know, I listened to a podcast the other day. Um it's a political podcast, or so one one of the things that they do, they ask like three non political questions. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions the guy asked him, he asked the the guy that's the host, he said, What's what would be your dying wish to your children? Mm. He said, number one, I want them to know the Lord. Mm-hmm. He said, number two, I want don't make the same mistakes me and your mama made. Mm. Make your own mistakes. Mm-hmm. And and him saying that, I was like, that's so true. And I think that that should open the door to you. Ha- I think as parents, you have to also tell your children your mistakes. Yes, transparency. You have. That's the new parent. Uh, uh, that's that, that's a prophet Todd Hall used to say it all the time. <laughs> transparency. He said the new parent is transparency. Yeah. You know, um, you we have to let. Of course, you gotta be be discerning of you know mm-hmm. keep it age appropriate. Right. You know, as they're getting older, you can start really telling them some stuff. Yeah. Like I know, like with my wife, with her former relationship, she's starting to tell the kids more and more about, you know, things that happened, mm-hmm. about why she's not with their biological father and things of that nature. And we have this conversation quite often with them. And, you know, we we, we try to let them know, like, this is what happened. This is what led to that happening. Mm-hmm. And we don't want y'all to go down that same path. Right. And so when that host said that, he was like, don't make the same mistakes that me and your mom made. Mm-hmm. Make your own mistakes. Right. Because using the analogy you used earlier, yeah. if you, they go jump off a bridge, mm-hmm. you're going to do the same thing. Or the one I, we also use it all the time. So they shoot themselves in the head. You're going to do the same thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we we have to be transparent and tell our kids, like, look, this is some of the mistakes I made, and these were the consequences of those mistakes. And I don't want you to go down the same path. Yeah. You know, and, you know, going back, like we said earlier, too, first and foremost, if you're not asking God to help you in this time with raising your kids, you are already behind the eight ball. Oh, yeah. I never really got that statement before, behind the eight ball. Because, you know, <laughs> so, but yeah, it's a good statement. Yeah, um, it is. But yeah, you, hey, 
we need to be we need to be in that pocket where we're we're praying continuously yeah. for our kids and the things that they're going to experience in this yeah. life. But it's you know our job to make sure that they are prepared. Um, my gratitude, being showing thanks, um, thankfulness to the the small things that children do. Because I know <laughs> Carter's been um, he has his app on his phone where it's, he's learning shapes, and it's like one of those little uh, things where they. You find the right shape, you drop the shape, the shape block into the little thing. Right. It's like one of those on the on the iPad. So he's sitting there and he's at first it was a struggle. He was taking the the, the square and trying to put it in the triangle hole mm-hmm. and take the circle and put it in the square hole. And there's different sizes. So he would try to take the little the little circle and put it in the big circle right. and it would reject it. Right. You know, even though it would fit, but that's not the thing. That's you want to get the correct size and shape right. in the hole. So now he's mastered it. He's sitting there taking the, the hexagon, taking it to the hexagon, and he goes, I did it, Dad. I did it. I'll be like, what'd you do? He said, I did it. I was, I, I'll be like, oh, yeah, you're playing the shape game. Right. I'll be like, good job, buddy. Good job. He had his big smile on his face, and then you can hear it when, it, when he drops the right way. He goes, mm-hmm. you know. So when I hear it, I know what he's doing. He said, I did it, Dad. It's just showing that. Showing, you know, hyping him up. Yep. Like, he's he's doing something. It's something that small. Mm-hmm. But me sitting there going, good job, buddy. Good job, buddy. That goes a long way with them. It's good for it's good for um, character development and also a good for self-esteem. Yep. It's being able to, when your kids do do good, show them you got to. that you are you're thankful and you appreciate because if they don't get it at home, they gonna get it from somebody. They gonna get it from somebody else. This is why gangs are monumental in in urban areas because these kids don't feel appreciated Mm -hmm. at home or, you know, Lord forbid, you know, parents have to work multiple jobs to make ends meet, you know, and they don't really have that interaction. They don't have that family interaction. So, this group of ga- this group of guys or girls is that's their family interaction because yep. that's literally the code they live by. You family. Yeah. Uh, I've never been in a gang before, but I have had friends who are in gangs, um, and that's their code. Like yep. your family. You know. I mean, let's get back to having family dinners. Right. And you know, man. I'm. <laughs> we have. I put. I put. I put together the table at the house. I've literally eaten at that table twice. Wow. Twice. Me and my wife don't eat at the table together. You know, we'll put Carter at his little table mm-hmm. and let him eat. He'll sit and eat there. Uh, but I've also realized this goes back to how impressionable the kids are. I'll eat at the couch. So I'll give Carter's like, um, I need some cereal, Dad. I want some cereal. So I go give him some Lucky Charms, whatever's up there. And put it in a bowl. And I say, go set your table. Couch. <laughs> and I'm like, table. Couch. He's watching. He's watching. So if I'm taking my food and going to sit at the couch, going to. he's going to want to sit at the couch with dad yep. or like that. You know, so I can't get mad at him Mm-mm. because he wants to go sit at the couch because I'm not sitting at the table. But, yeah, I do desire that, um, and I'm going to actually make that a staple 
in my home to actually be able to sit at the dinner table yeah. and have dinner together. You know, life is crazy right now. Like, um, most nights, doing a podcast, I we'll do two a week. Yep. Uh, my wife might be braiding hair, so yep. I might be eating alone, and she's doing her job. And then I say at least what with your work schedule. Though. My work schedule is awful. Yeah. <laughs> it's awful. I know. I know. With us, we we try to on Sundays. Mm-hmm. You know, especially like when when we really cook a good Sunday dinner, mm-hmm. when we all sit at the table, yeah. turn them phones down. Yes. And you know that. Let's talk. What's yeah. what's going on? I, that makes. I mean, I'm telling you, man. That that man. That inner it, that teaches your your kids how to hold a conversation. Yeah, Cause it, like even my son, he like w- really. W- w- sometimes we we fall off the ball with it, mm-hmm. you know. We get off track, but when we was really going at it strong, and then when we kind of got off, he was like, "Yeah, so when we gonna sit at the table and eat again?" Uh, like from the mouth of yeah. babes, man. So you know, what I'm saying he started. <laughs> He started really getting used to it, you mm-hmm. know, and that and that was, that was where we also created a good safe space, mm-hmm. and we that's when you know my wife started because they at that time too they was really getting older they were starting to comprehend some more, and that's when she was really letting them know like look this is what happened in my past, uh, this doesn't that and this is why mm-hmm. the situation yeah. went the way it did, um, and they started I said okay okay because they were getting older they were having they were starting to have questions. Which leads me to another thing. As your kids get older, you know, because they are exposed to so much in the world, they're going to come at you with questions. Yeah. Don't don't be afraid or don't get so taken aback by it because they're coming. They're going to be exposed to stuff. That's why, that's why I say, that's why I said earlier, the same music they're listening to, I need to, mm-hmm. what's going on, what's being said. Right. The, the apps that they own, mm-hmm. what's going on. Like, like last night, you know, we were talking to our kids about, um, some stuff that we, cause we we do phone check and we'll, we'll bust in at random. <laughs> yeah. like, we're going there. We're going there. They just chilling there. Like, right, bring me that phone. What's going? What's up? Mm-hmm. We just start scrolling to see what, what's going on. Mm-hmm. They'll never know when we exactly when we're coming. But we also have a rule. Before they go to bed, phones got to be in our room. Y'all y'all not gonna see it. Oh, I like that. Y'all are not gonna be in your in your room with your phone. I like that. That's that's. Yeah. We we take tablets. Ooh. Yeah. yeah don't. No, nah, don't play with me. No, nah, don't play. Don't, don't play. <laughs> I like that, so, man. So, you know what I'm saying? So, we were going through it, and we, we saw some stuff. So, we start, we was talking with them, and, you know, we were trying to really preach to them, like, y'all have to be, you have to pay attention about this. This I ain't going to go too deep into it. But one thing I told, I was telling my daughter, I said, y'all really got to be careful. You can't just always be in your phone and you're not being aware of your surroundings. I told her, I was telling her about a situation where I saw it was on a Facebook video. Somebody had a video, it was like on a camera, a girl was just walking up the street, not paying attention, all in her phone. A dude just came up behind her, just grabbed her, and started walking off, and just, you know, just took her off. I was like, like, baby, we don't want you to be like this. Yeah, it's always knowing your surroundings. So, you know what I'm saying, we're we're trying to teach you. And that's, that's your job as a parent. You have to teach them. But even when they come to you with questions, yeah. that's that's a teaching moment. Yeah, that's that's a man. That's at every age, cause I mean, like I said, Carter's too, man. His 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 communication is limited to an extent. You know, if 
have to make sure that I, I keep both eyes on him mm-hmm. at all times, even when he's outside playing. Yep. You know, we have a wooded area behind the house. Um, you know, there have been in the in the, this area, uh, you know, coyotes. Yeah. Stuff like that. I mean, they've even seen bears out this way. Um, but you know, you never know what my I might be in the kitchen. My son's outside. Yeah. In the backyard playing. Uh, now there is a steep hill. You know, I gotta keep my eyes on him. So yeah. if, if he gets too close and he loses his foot and he's going down that hill, yeah. it's not an easy hill to get back up. <laughs> I personally don't want to go down there right. myself. But um, but yeah, it's just really you know tell them to tell them when their kids are older, be aware of surroundings. But also as a parent, being knowing what your kids are doing. Yeah. Yeah. And being intentional about it yeah. too. We check friends, like what, yeah. what y'all talking about, right? You know what what's going on? What, what's, what's the little situation y'all keep texting about in this little group chat? Right. Like we <laughs> we we are in, like we let them know, like look, nah, see, look, this little friend right here, they being messy, and you need we trying to teach you to learn how to see this. Don't get yourself involved in they mess. The group chat is the, one of the most unfiltered places. The, ain't one of <laughs> it's the most unfiltered. No, I said it. I know. No, 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 it's not. That's, no, that's number two. That's number two. The most unfiltered is Pillow Talk. That's facts. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's, <laughs> Pillow Talk is the most unfiltered. That's where the most unfiltered conversation happens. Boy, let me tell you, man. No, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> that's, that's the one we go off the line. <laughs> that's a fact, man. But, you know, like teaching your kids how to make sound, how to make smart sound decisions. Yeah. Uh, talking to them, having the sex talk, having the, the talks about drugs. I mean, I can teach, oh, okay. I can school my my son on some stuff, uh, drug usage. Um, not ain't done a hardcore stuff, but you yeah. know, I mean, I've done my share of uh, illegal substances in the state of South Carolina. That <laughs> in the state of California would be legal, <laughs> but but um, yeah, but just being able to teach your kids, man. Um, the in and out, like you know, I'm I'm a big proponent on, um, especially when the kids become teenagers, mm-hmm. um, and I've just had these thoughts. You know, I think about every stage that Carter's gonna go through in life, and I'm I overwhelm myself sometimes by trying to prepare for it, and I'm like, let go, let God, Therese, let go, let God. He's two, he's two. You're thinking of him at the age of fourteen, here. right? You know, that ain't even here yet. Why are you? That's the thing about anxiety. Anxiety is is you're putting something that possibly won't happen or hasn't happened into now. That's good. It's like, so stop doing that. That's good. Stop doing that. And to anybody who is like that, you, you're you thinking about all this stuff that that probably won't even happen, may never happen. And, and the Bible says it, be anxious for nothing. There you go. Is I'm trying to give you some practical, some practical yeah, ways here. That's good. I, it's, that's it's, that's it's, good. It's a spiritual, uh, the spiritual aspect to it, but also as a practical. Yeah. Like I said, God, God meets our physical needs as well as our spiritual needs, and it's the same way. And emotional. Yes, yes. So stop thinking, of, stop putting all that un, that that stuff that ain't probably yeah. gonna ever happen, and bringing that into today. Yeah. Overwhelm yourself, but with teenagers, you gotta teach them um, that. Be like I said. Be your be an individual, mm-hmm. especially in this Christian walk. Is teach, trying to teach our kids to stay true to that. Yeah, 
you know, we're, they're going to want to bend on some things to be to fit in, to be cool. It comes with the territory. Yeah. But we also have teach them that, you know, there are consequences for bending. Yep. You know, and there are consequences for staying with God in yep. this walk. And a lot of times, um, you know, this, this Christian walk, it says the, the, the gate is, the, the way is narrow. Yeah. You know? So, it's not popular. It's not going to be cool, you know, to stand for Christ. Yeah. It means you're going to lose a lot of friends. Yep. And, and you have to be okay with that. That's one That's one thing we were telling our kids last night. Like, look, everybody y'all calling your friend is not your friend. That's facts. I said, y'all, y'all already see me and your mama. We have very, yeah. I mean, there is a very few amount of people that we can really call our friend. And right. That's a reason for, there's a reason for that. Yeah. You know, y'all young, you're going to make these mistakes, but we're trying to teach y'all you, a friend is a very special title that you give someone. Be a, be a good judge of, uh, judger of character. Yeah. Because some of the people that you can, you say, consider your friend might have some shady tendencies. Yeah. Like I said, y'all go into a convenience store one day. Mindful of the company you keep, because when your friends act up and do something stupid, it, that those repercussions could yep. fall on you as well. Yep. Even if you didn't do nothing, just just being there with yep. that with that group guilty of by association. There it is, and it sucks. That it sucks. Um, and we've seen instances in society where the the company you keep, it affects you. It affects you. Yep. So yeah, y'all really, you know. Lean on God to help you as you're going through those stages of parenting. Which you're growing just as they're growing. Mm-hmm. So ask God to really help you. You know, give your kids open, get them space to you know express themselves. Yeah, be respectful. Uh, don't be afraid to parent. Be intentional. Yeah, don't be afraid to parent. Don't be afraid to correct. That's you know, love. Whether they get mad, I don't. I don't care if they get mad at you. At the end, they're going to appreciate you. Set them boundaries. You know, and another thing I, I, I forgot to mention, too, uh, that's that's been very helpful for me. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't already get yourself a circle of people yes. that have already gone through the stages you're going through, uh, it may be a pastor or it may be a group of people within your church mm-hmm. or some, I don't want to sound disrespectful, but some family members that you have actually seen because sometimes family can yeah they can <laughs> yeah. y'all y'all know how your family is yeah, you know what know. i'm saying we know <laughs> so you know get get with people that's really gonna that can really help you when you have questions yeah for us that's definitely been our pastors because you know they've gone through we we've been with them since their sons were small and mm-hmm. now they they're teens so we've been, they've been able to, we've kind of wa- watched them walk through it and they've helped us go through it as well, you know. So we really leaned on them. So I would definitely say, make sure you have you some people in your life that you can yeah. lean on that when you are having struggles, when you are having issues or problems, yes. you can really go to them and say, look, this is what we got going on with our kids. Uh, do you have any input or any advice you can give us on, you know, maybe how we can navigate this thing? So I would definitely say, Make sure you have that in your mm-hmm. in your circle. Yeah, teach your kids uh, grace and forgiveness. Yeah, uh, show them gratitude. Yes, yes. Thankfulness. Um, 
you yeah. know, when you, when you said that too, that made me think. Um, I remember one time, so like my daughter, she's on the dance team at church, and I had, I took her to practice. My wife was working late, and I picked her up. We were leaving out, and um, so I normally, I, normally I open the door for my wife. I teach my son, you open the door for your sister. Mm-hmm. So it was just me and my daughter. So I opened the door for it, and one of the ladies at church said, "Oh, yeah, somebody gonna have a hard time following you." I said, "Good." That's yeah. Set that bar high, bro. I said, "Good." Set it high. I said, "Cause I, I'm gonna, I'm a, I'm gonna love her like any little joker try to come to her. Mm-hmm. You better come to her correct." And as a as a father of a of of a young man, a young king, it is my duty. To make sure that I show him that when a woman has a high expectation, mm-hmm. it's okay to meet it. Yep. This what goes back to grace and forgiveness. If I'm striving to that and I fall short, my wife forgives me. Yeah. So women, young parents, teach. Set that bar high. Yeah. Set that set that bar high for your young queen. Set that bar high, uh, fathers. Set that high for, her because that means that she's just not gonna settle for something Mm-mm. at all. Like, cause we have too many people out here, too many women out here that are just settling. I said it, and there are too many men who aren't striving enough. Yeah, I want the Instagram girl that's twerking, uh, or you want somebody got an OnlyFans? Mm. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, we're going to get that conversation. <laughs> we're going to get there. But, nah, man, it's, I'm telling you, man, it's the woman who is, the, I mean, I'm, I'm, the woman who is well-kept and yeah. the one who is modest, man, that right, that's the prize, man. Yeah. That's the prize because the one who can sit there and say that nobody has has had that, yeah. you know, that, man, well, look, I got some, we got, man, when we talk about, when we talk about that, bro, we talk about we had that little, the the sex talk mm-hmm. podcast, man. I'm gonna bring that out because people gotta understand, man. Like, let's talk about yeah, sex, that, <laughs> that that what what you have is when it's uh, I'm not gonna that, look, I'm, when it's when it's pure and untapped. Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean. And in this day and age, not many, not many people can say that they're they're they they've kept themselves. Yeah. Um. And that's something to be proud of. Yeah, it is. And to the to the young lady who may listen to this, your virginity is a beautiful thing. Though the world may shame you and clown you, God honors that. Yeah, Just let does. you guys know that purity is still right. It is still right. Holiness is still right. Like, you know, but to the, but on the other token, to the one who has made those missteps yeah. in life, God loves you. Yes. You are a treasure still. Yeah. You are. He ain't running from your mistakes. No. He right. He look. He gonna get down in that mud with you. He was there when you made it. So yeah, he was. Trust me, you did. <laughs> so he still love you. Just let y'all know, man. Like, just you know, young kings and queens, man. We love y'all, and yeah. you know, I I pray that your 
your your your parents are loving you to the fullest. Um, Definitely. And if you're not getting that, and we'll talk about that when we talk to youth. I think. Um, yeah. Even if you're not getting that at home, just let you know you have a heavenly father who he loves you. He loves you. The Bible says, "Yo, my my mother and father may forsake me, God's still with me." And just let y'all know that, man. Like, he loves you. He, you are worth dying for. Right. Let's put it that way. But yeah. This is another episode of High Definition Podcast. This is Maurice. Yo, it's Torres. We're going to catch y'all on the next one. We out.